0: feedback force podcast the game design analysis podcast of the end defender community i'm kelso I'm kyla and i'm carl and uh look we're trying Five. something we're, we're trying something new today uh we, we, we are
1: recording software
0: yeah we are attempting to record uh in discord after all these years we finally are just sick of skype uh
1: so you said after all these years, and for a moment I thought you were being facetious, but, like, we have actually been doing this for several years. Yeah. Yes. On it's, Skype.
0: It sure Dang. is something. Yeah, it sure is something. Yeah. Uh, is uh, the like, audio quality going to
1: suddenly jump? Uh, I mean, as much as it is right now, if this seems like a jump to you, this is probably just what it's going to be. It's not, it's not going to get better than this, probably
0: what it what it seems like in my well actually there there is a thing uh there's like an an additional thing that can be enabled to enhance the audio quality even more i'm not fucking with that right mm. just yet <laughs> just yet cuz it's like yeah cuz it's like it like you have to enable it and then it generates a link and then all of you have to click the link uh but both of you all of you there's that's too many plural uh and that just seems like way too much effort so We're gonna try it like this for now.
1: Yeah, we'll maybe try one. Hopefully my internet is okay. Last time we recorded, I had to like turn off some background stuff and I have not turned it off today. So we will it seems it seems
0: to be better or fine. Yeah. Fine enough. So Yeah. Yeah, And fine for uh, now. Yeah, that's uh a good intro to the pod to the
1: podcast yeah. so so look forward look forward to such intriguing quality increases as the one you're hearing right now and maybe another slight one later who knows but that's probably it yeah um yeah. we're still we're still doing this for free we still can't afford like professional mics um nah. so you get what you get
0: yeah no we will i we will never sell out not that, not that we really would even have an opportunity to sell out. I don't. I think. I was
1: gonna say, are you are you cool committing to that? Because if we got offered a sponsor, I would sell out immediately. Uh,
0: I mean, look, I don't think we have to get offered a sponsor. I think we can just go to Audible and say, hey, hello, we do a thing, and and they will say, oh, here's a a, a money. Please read the the copy. I don't
1: think they do that. I think they I think what they do is they like, um, trawl like new podcasts on itunes or whatever for the things that are like up and coming by like whatever has the most like likes and comments or whatever um and that's why it's so important everyone's always like please go like you know review us and comment us on whatever thing because it's important i think that's why it's important
0: yeah
2: no i think they just give up monies
0: wait hang on there's a thing called the audible affiliate program uh, a Twitch
1: affiliate program, presumably. Huh. <laughs> just, yeah, no, you just sign just up. It only just now occurred to us to look up what, uh, what uh, like, how does one go about getting a podcast sponsored?
0: Map. So there is a button where you have to apply, uh, but you get, <laughs> this is a real, real big behind the scenes episode. I mean, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to have to read Audible copy. I, I would I read it
1: I would I would it. happily talk about audible because like we actually do use audible so I could I could do so without oh, okay. being entirely disingenuous yeah I, I
0: can't I can't do audiobooks because uh I get too distracted
1: well audiobooks it, are for while you're doing something else like that's their whole purpose like podcasts
2: I only for, use like audiobooks like, when I have the book in front of me and I want to read fast.
1: Yeah. See, the, if, the, the are thing you implying about... that you f- physically read the book and listen to the audiobook at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> I have never heard of anyone doing that.
2: You speed up the audio. You read yeah. faster.
1: That's just what, what I was gonna say. You listen to the audio at
0: like double speed.
1: What? This like this is like life hacks blowing my mind right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, can't
1: imagine doing that. I cannot <laughs> imagine doing that because I am a very like um like internal audio-based reader. Like I, when I read something, I hear all the words in my head. Um oh, and so yeah, like that's... I feel like my inner head, my inner noise would clash with the audio. That's actually like
0: the the way that speed reading works is it turns off your internal voice. Because you don't need that to read and comprehend a book. And it actually, like, saying the words in your head and hearing them in your head slows you down. So in order to learn how to speed read, you just turn it off. And you train yourself to only just look at the words and, like, comprehend them and not actually say them internally. It's wild.
1: I like my internal voice.
0: Yeah, I do too. I don't... I I
1: it's real nice
0: yeah i read fast enough without turning it off so you know anyway uh welcome to the podcast
1: (laughs) bonus for listening to the podcast today you get a super cool life hack tip i guess yeah
0: um like all right there's there's even a website that i that i have found uh, and i don't know what it's called so you're just gonna have to do your own legwork here but it's it's like, it trains you to speed read by giving you a passage of text, and you can slowly increase, like, it, it displays one word at a time, and you can turn up the, the frequency with which it displays a new word, and that's how you train yourself to read real fast, I guess, is how they, the, the website does it. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Um, so, what have y'all been up to in the past couple weeks? It was uh it was American Thanksgiving, I think, since we oh, yeah. recorded last.
0: It was I was like, what did I do in the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, i uh the the boyfriend and I went to Colorado and did family Thanksgiving, and then we got back very late on Saturday night, and then the next day, my boyfriend had to fly out again, and he was gone all week for a work trip. Uh, and I did literally nothing. Of, you of just any interest
1: off for that. For that. Oh I like.
0: God. I I committed to uh, cleaning the apartment more thoroughly than it usually gets clean and just did a little bit every night, so that, well, a, so that I could clean the apartment without somebody following me around and messing it up as I cleaned it, uh, which is what <laughs> it feels like happens when I'm not here by myself and also be so that when when boyfriend got home he had a nice clean apartment to come home to so
2: that's not w doing nothing. nothing
1: i mean it's not it's... interesting <laughs> it's not mm. fascinating podcast listening but yeah. to be fair when when is our <laughs> two week reports fascinating, pod- fascinating podcast yeah. listening it's
0: it's about as fascinating as like the the mechanics of speed reading i guess i don't know Maybe I... less less fascinating. Less fascinating. I
1: had I had a I I enjoyed my Thanksgiving a lot, um. But I did get sick that night because oh. I ate I ate too much, uh, too many different things and and too large an amount. And then I was, I was sick that night, and it's unfortunate. Ugh, that is I unfortunate.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. Growing yeah. up is not fun.
1: Um, I did learn that, apparently, uh, the symptoms uh, that Pepto-Bismol claims to treat, uh, it lists as the symptoms of overindulgence. And I'm like, man, Pepto-Bismol bottle calling me out. <laughs> well, that's,
0: that is wild that that's what it says. Huh.
1: Take, take two every half hour for the symptoms of overindulgence. I mean,
0: does that apply to like the rest of life? Oh no, I have overindulged in a video game and wasted an entire day. eh? Yeah, take some Pepto and and get that time back. Get that productivity back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should if not, somebody should uh, should definitely invent that. Yep. I would. I would. uh, Yeah.
2: We're gonna copyright
1: that.
0: Yeah. Don't steal our ideas.
2: Pharmaceutical. I,
1: am, I was going to say, I am not a trained um, m- medical uh, drug creator, whatever, that, whatever the actual pharmacologist, not pharmacist, because they don't develop the drugs, but I don't know yeah. what you call someone who develops drugs. Look,
0: if you're developing a drug that uh, reverses time, I think you're probably something far different than just a pharmacologist. I don't know. I don't know. That seems a little, uh, a little more involved than just I mixed a chemical with another one and it. If
1: you if you know what it's called when your uh, profession involves creating time travel drugs, uh, let us know in the comments.
0: Yeah, time travel drugs.
1: Um, I mean it's it's good a time travel mechanism as any uh i also i let's see i think i discovered some new media in the past few weeks oh we signed up for disney plus puck finally wore me down so uh we have that now but i actually haven't watched that much on it yet um but what we did watch yesterday uh is klaus on netflix
0: man okay so we started watching it uh and like Full disclosure, I have been waiting for Klaus to come out for several years because I was in animation school during the time period that it was, like, being made. And yeah. and so I watched the trailer several times just as, like, this is an example of really good shit. Uh, and we started watching it, and it was pretty late, and we both got tired and went to oh. sleep and <laughs> haven't finished watching it yet.
1: Okay. Uh, um, I was going to say, it's not... Narratively, it's it's very cute and it's fine um, in terms of narrative. It's like a Santa Claus origin story, so it's it's just about exactly what you would expect from what that sounds yeah. like. Um, but visually, it's like some real nice like animation and character design and like um, just just cool stuff. They did some kind of like three D animation plus cool post processing to make it look like more like two D animation or something like that. Yeah. Know. It's
0: and that was or sort like, of my analysis like of it as well is 2D like...
1: animation with like 3D lighting effects or something.
0: Yeah, I can't remember which it what which it is that what what exactly it is that they did. I know I've read about it, but
1: it looks rad.
0: Yeah, it it's and that's like basically what it was. It's like getting, you know, 15 20 minutes into it. It was like, yeah, this is okay, but man, it looks real good. <laughs> yeah. And, and Norm MacDonald is in it, so that's cool. I like him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> man, the character he plays is a real asshole. It's, it's
0: just Norm. <laughs>
1: like, that's
0: uh, that's just perfect for him. Anyway.
1: I feel like there was a... Oh, I've but there's a YouTube channel also that I've been watching a lot um, that I should shout out, maybe. Uh, it's just called Sideways, I think, and... It's just like a music analysis channel. It's uh it's like a music theory, you know, student, someone who has gone to school for fancy music theory stuff and just kind of explaining like how modern soundtracks work and like, you know, what the thematic unity is of like Sweeney Todd and how it huh. works as a movie adaptation. Um, You know, like how how the Marvel Cinematic Universe is scored, that kind of thing. It's like if you're into if you're into learning about music theory stuff, it's a pretty good jumping off point. Uh, I recommend it. Neat. Yeah, that sounds. Shouts out to Sideways.
0: I was going to say, is it about wine? But it is not about wine, apparently. About wine.
1: I mean, would I listen to a podcast slash watch a YouTube channel about wine? Well, that's no why I
0: was—that's why I was gonna ask. It seemed off-brand <laughs> until you explained what it actually was. It's I don't good. know anything about Sideways other the movie Sideways, other than that it is just a movie about wine, and I think they shit talk Chardonnays in it, um, and that's all I know about it. I think so. it's
1: my impression is that it's less a movie about wine and more about a movie about people who like wine. Yeah, uh, but like wine, wine folks um but i also have not seen it so it strikes me as like a movie for like my parents generation and not a movie for me
0: it's funny you should say that because my my parents are wine people and they're the only reason i've heard of this movie so
1: <laughs> so point proven yes um
0: yeah we we also subscribe to disney plus purely because it has the um, the the '90s X-Men, X men X X Man X Men uh, animated series. Like boyfriend saw it and said, "Yep, I'm subscribing to this." Uh, and I, yeah. that's mostly what we have watched on it.
1: Yeah, Huck's been watching a lot of the new Ducktales reboot. Oh, which is yeah, supposed to be very good. Um, he's been enjoying There's that. Um, I I I may use it to like go back and watch like Disney movies that I never got to see like The Black Cauldron.
0: Oh yeah, there's um what actually what I want to see is the um the like newest series of uh like Mickey Mouse shorts oh, because yeah, I've seen yeah, yeah. clips of those and they look great. Like the, I saw the humor one of those seems on YouTube. Yeah, the humor seems amazing and I don't maybe or maybe they're just all on YouTube. I'm not sure. But Yeah. So that's one thing I'm interested one in. One
1: of those that I saw, I very much enjoyed. So I do recommend that. <sighs> I feel like somehow kind of slightly dirty getting Disney Plus because I hate how much of the media landscape they own now. <laughs> yeah,
0: but... no, I feel I feel the same way. Uh, I feel even more dirty with the fact that I am actually thinking about watching The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> only well, because...
1: that that Baby Yoda, though.
0: It's it's okay so it's not even because of baby Yoda it's because it's got Werner Herzog in it and Werner Herzog's reaction to the baby Yoda puppet was like he basically described how the baby Yoda was like just a a, a creation of unbearable beauty to him <laughs> and and <laughs> there's like an interview clip of um or there's you know interview that I read of you know they were talk he was talking about how you know, the the producers had mentioned, we're going to test out the puppet, and if it doesn't work, we're going to replace it with CG. And Werner Herzog literally called them cowards for even daring to consider getting rid of the puppet because the puppet was so flawless and beautiful. Uh, And and, and that's... Like, getting Werner Herzog on board for their new big Star Wars thing was the best thing they could have done to entice uh, serious... Folk like me, who <laughs> would normally not deign to consume uh the overly focused tested ultra popcorn fare that Star Wars has become. So good job Disney. You fucking win, I guess.
1: <laughs> can I can I tell you my baby Yoda hot take? Yes. Uh my spicy hot take here. I so Baby Yoda is fine. Like Baby Yoda is cute, but I feel that Baby Yoda is a severe missed opportunity, because um, it just looks like Yoda, but tiny. Um, and I feel like even humans do not look that much like tiny versions of humans when they're babies. Yeah, and I, like I, Yoda I is a kind of a like weird froggy swamp creature. You could have made the baby version look like anything, and done some really interesting- Exactly! You could have had tadpole Yoda. Or something else, like, really creative and, like, different. And you just opted for Yoda but tiny, which is lazy.
0: Yeah, that is one thing I was thinking, is that the only thing that really distinguishes him as a baby is that his eyes are real big. Which is, like, shorthand for young His
1: his eyes and his, like, ears are- his ears are a little more oversized, like, relative. Yeah, like,
0: what if, what if, if we don't go the tadpole baby route, if we went, like, more pure humanoid, what if his head was just three times the size of his body? Like how a a human baby's head is gigantic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You could have done anything, (laughs) and you went with just Yoda but tiny. (laughs) Yeah. bigger eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking up, picking up what you're putting down. (laughs)
1: Okay. Anyway, that's my Baby Yoda hot take.
0: That's a good hot take.
1: <laughs> Carl, what have you been up to in the past couple of
2: weeks? Uh, well, this weekend I've been doing a game jam. So I'm kind of fresh off of that. So I'm oh, yeah, super you... tired.
0: How, how did that go besides being tiring?
2: It went pretty well. Nice. We made a puzzle game. It's like yeah, you tell
1: them that. <laughs>
2: you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like twist or like you turn the room around to make stuff fall?
1: Nice like, oh. like a point of view type thing.
2: Um not sure what you mean by that.
1: Um like is it is it uh is the puzzling based on um like the perspective you're seeing from it, a la Monument Valley? Or is it more like just you turn the room so that you can, like, get at all the things?
2: More like you turn the room so you can get at all the things.
1: Huh. Can, can we play this game?
2: Uh, sure. I can upload it somewhere.
1: I was going to say, give a link and we can uh, we can tweet the link in the podcast notes. Yeah. Oh. Wanna play your Game Jam game? I wanna play a Carl original?
2: <laughs> Might need to upload it to some somewhere more public, then.
0: Well, my philosophy is if it's too much effort, don't bother. Unless you oh. really want to. <laughs> put it on itch. Let the yeah, you can it. just
2: put it on itch.
0: So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, there's a oh. gif in my Twitter feed that I've just been watching on a loop for the last several minutes. I need to move this away from my field of vision.
1: Yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, are, like, I feel like we're maybe vamping a little bit because we don't have a ton to say about the game we played. Um, is that accurate?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I think so, too. Uh, um,
1: it's not that it was a bad game. Um, it's just a very short game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a short game, and it's it, it feels like it's not really treading any new ground, uh, narratively at least. Uh, Ky- Kyla, are were you gonna
1: introduce the game? You can, can introduce, introduce the, ga- the game, game, if it's you want. Fine. Yeah. Um, so the game that we played uh, for this couple weeks uh, is called Old Man's Journey, um, and in a moment I will even be able to tell you who made it because I am unprepared. Uh, and it don't was have made by broken, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> by broken yep. Rules. Thank you. By Broken Rules. I I have a new um, Steam organization because Steam now lets you make, like, sublists. So I have a sublist entirely for our podcast games.
0: Oh, that's uh, a good idea.
1: Uh, but, yeah, so it's called Old Man's Journey. Um, and it is a short... Narrative game, uh, nominally a puzzle game, but the puzzles are not super difficult. Um, it is basically, you are an old man going on a walk, and as you go through, uh, the landscape, you get little, uh, reminiscences, uh, reminiscences of about the, the old man's life and kind of see where he's been and why he's going on this walk. Um, And the goal is to get the old man to his destination. And you do this by uh, altering the landscape around him, mostly via like pushing and pulling the background to create paths, which is a cool mechanic. Like, I have not seen this mechanic anywhere else. Yeah.
0: And like, it, it feels a lot like they came up with this mechanic and then said, "Okay, well, what can we do with it? and someone said let's put it into a uh, an indie indie game narrative trademark
1: yeah uh, no it does feel a little bit like a sort of um like the narrative you would you would get on like a you know if you taught uh if you fed an ai a learning ai a bunch of indie games yeah and asked it to come up with <laughs> an indie game plot
2: it's very like... cliche
1: yeah
0: it it it's funny though, the, the whole time I was thinking, wow, we are just playing the spin-off to Mutazione and it this is this is just Tung's dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of is Tung's dad. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, like it's in the future. Um and I guess Mori would already be dead. Uh but it would be uh Tung's mom whose name I have forgotten again. Yes. Uh and in the future, as she is dying, okay. <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, so the the narrative, I actually have a little, like, I did open a little window um, that has, of course I've lost it now. Um, I did briefly have a window open that I have since closed <laughs> that had all of the uh, images that you unlock. So, like, as you go through these puzzles... Um, let's see. All flashbacks, old man's journey. Um, as you go through, uh, you get the narrative via, like, a series of single still image flashbacks. So, um, and they're not, I guess they're not still image. They're, like, lightly animated, like, looping GIFs, more or less. Yeah,
0: they're, they're um, um, what's the word for that? I forgot. There's a, there's a, ah, there's a word for it that I can't remember. Uh but yeah they're they're just like slightly animated illustrations
1: yeah, so, so the 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 first one is like the young man as a sailor uh, meeting like a la- a lady at the party and they you know like lock eyes across the room then they're on like a a road trip on a little vw bus and just kind of like romantically watching the sunset mm-hmm. um, then they're getting married, and she's, like, already pregnant. So maybe Uh-oh. maybe they got married because she was already pregnant. <laughs> Unclear. Um, yeah. And then he buys a boat. Uh, like, as a surprise for her, she looks, like, not pleased by the surprise.
0: Yeah, she looks angry <laughs> uh, <laughs> to get you a might boat imagine. as a gift. Uh,
1: um, then they. Then he's, like, giving they have a little, a little girl who's presumably their daughter, like, giving her a little toy boat. Um, then it's a scene at her birthday party where he's, like, forlornly looking out the window at boats, and she's, like, trying to get his attention to get him to, like, you know, be with the family instead of looking at the ocean. Um, then he's, like, planning out a big um like trip voyage yeah I guess. voyage of some kind I feel kind. like
0: voyage is the good boat word but I don't know if that's necessarily true
1: um some of these seem like they're out of order
0: I don't know I feel like the next one was there he's showing the map to yeah. his wife and she's very upset uh,
1: yeah yeah these are out of order Um, Yeah, so she's like, no, like, I don't want you to, like, go on this trip. The little girl has her, like, toy boat, but she's, like, a little girl, so she's just sort of watching her parents fight. Um, And so, like, it sounds, it seems like he maybe wanted the family to go together on this boat trip, but she's, you know, the wife is like, you know, like, no, we don't, we can't just hair off on a nautical adventure. Yeah. Uh, So he leaves anyway. He like packs up and goes off to sea. Uh and has a has a good time. Like he sees all kinds of cool sights, but also he like misses his family. Um and so well, yeah, there's there's eventually...
0: like a scene of him uh leaving the house and like walking down the street and he's got his like bag and you just see the silhouette of his daughter like standing there watching him leave, which is
2: sad.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. Um And it's, uh, so then he's like, you know, he's on the sea, uh, at first it's really cool and nice and pretty, and then he's like, you know, sitting by, like, the Aurora, which is super beautiful, but he's not looking at it, he's looking at, like, a picture of his family, um, because he's homesick. And so he tries to go home, but when he gets back to the house, they've already moved, uh, and he can't find them anymore. Uh, so he's, like, basically, you know, sails to a, like, nearby place and, like, sets up his own home, but now he, like, misses his family. So the the game starts with you get a letter, and you don't get to see what's in the letter, but you learn eventually that it's a letter from, presumably, the daughter um, asking him to, like, come home because uh, the, her mother is dying and, like... Either I, I can't tell like if the implication is supposed to be that like it's a surprise that he's come back or she wanted to see him. I don't know that it matters that much. Um, yeah, it's
0: my my assumption was that the daughter sent the letter and didn't tell the mother. Yeah, that.
1: but she does seem happy to see him uh, at the end. Yeah. Um. So it's I mean it is literally the story of Tung's dad from Mutasione. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just. Kind of extrapolated out a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's you know it's sad and it's well told. Like all the images that they use to convey stuff are like very expressive.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the art style in this is like super gorgeous. It's very kind of you know painterly, almost like children's book illustration. Yeah. Type it, look it's, to
0: it. it's. Yeah. It's. It's all very like dry brushed gouache paint type stuff uh a little bit more muted than like a i don't know a mary blair gouache painting type of thing so yeah it looks great but it's just it's such a standard story really uh,
1: and yeah. yeah like i said it's not that it's like badly told it's just that if you you know if you give me like old man on a lighthouse. Like you know, like or not a lighthouse, but like old man in a in an old house on the like edge of the sea, uh, gets a letter that tells him to start a journey. And you asked me to like guess what the underlying plot was. This would probably be within my top five guesses. Yeah. Yeah, I um, agree.
2: <laughs> and also, like the so... way they convey each uh, like flashback, were like, oh, it's there's a storm and it's raining and the light's flickering and the flashback is like them having a r- rough period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's... It's fine. <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. It's fine. Um, it's, it's pretty to look at for sure. And uh, so like the mechanics are kind of um are kind of i feel like the most interesting thing about the game um it's it's not difficult but it's like gosh how do i even describe the way the mechanics feel it feels like the the gameplay equivalent to uh like reading a child a storybook if that makes any sense yeah I could see that. Hmm. Um, like it's not, it's not difficult to understand or perform. It feels very like simple and childlike, but in a way that is like intentionally reduced in simplicity, not just a lack of creativity. Or
0: yeah, I I would say yeah. even um, even the way that you interact with the environment uh, and the way that the puzzles work, it's like you're picking up. Uh, pieces of scenery that are sort of receding from the foreground into the background. It feels like a pop-up book. It feels like you're, you know, like you open up a page on a pop-up book and there's like a tab and you pull the tab and it makes a a thing move on the page. So yeah. Children's book. Yeah. Good. Good comparison.
1: This is the children's book of games in more way than one (laughs) more than more ways than one. Um, yeah so like kelso said it's it's mostly it's like a bunch of different layers of the background that you're pushing around so there might be like a series of rolling hills and each one of the hills is something that you can grab and drag up or down and the points at which they touch are the points uh, at which the old man can move from one plane to another and you're sort of always trying to get him to like the next bench or resting place. Cause he's an old man and he's got to sit down and, uh, and take a breather uh, every now and again. Uh, and so every time you take a breather is when you get one of these flashbacks, uh, which also like, I guess he's going through like the French countryside, uh, but it seems like a really dangerous trip for an old man. Like if he had fallen down one of those hills and broken a hip, like no one would find him out there for a while. <laughs> Yeah, that's true um also it's one... fine
2: he can move the hills
1: yeah uh like one of the main
0: not main but like one of the the things that you do frequently is uh to to get to a lower point without making the scenery touch is you just fall down a waterfall and you do that several times throughout the game and that seems I... <laughs> like I just Very watched... dangerous I just watched it happening it was like is this what I'm supposed to do is this what is this what they want me to do like that's 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 just the solution is uh throw an old man down a waterfall uh with with no consequences except for one time where uh narratively it, it needs to have at least some impact uh,
1: yeah so. no it's uh there's a few there's a few times where they kind of mix up um the mechanics a little bit. And in a way, again, it's this is never in a way that feels like um, sort of complicated or like a really like intellectually challenging puzzle. It's more like just another little type of pop-up book tab you can pull um, like this one, you know, like makes a thing move back and forth. Uh, so one of them is these waterfalls that like, if you try and move across a plane where there's a waterfall, if once he gets to the waterfall, he will fall down to the whatever plains at the bottom of the waterfall. Um, There's sheep. So sheep, like, block your path. And they they take up, like, these certain meadows. So there's a few puzzles around, like, moving the sheep around uh, to different parts of the hills such that they're not blocking your path anymore. Um, The
2: sheep are really frustrating if you don't realize that they stand on, like, the certain spots.
1: The the little, like, yeah, green pasture stuff.
2: I figured Uh, that out at, like, the last sheep puzzle. Oh, no. I just kept, like, clicking on sheep, and they did stuff. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't.
0: Yeah, there are also times, like, sometimes the sheep will move in the same way that the old man moves, where they, they hop from a background... Plane to a foreground plane, but sometimes they'll just stay on the background plane and like go behind the scenery in front of it.
1: Uh, yeah, they have some weird AI that's based on where those little like green, dark green pastures are. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, once you get a feel for like, okay, they're cycling between pastures they can reach, it becomes a little easier to control them. Um, yes. But you do, you do have to notice that queuing, which yeah, it, sorry, it, girl. it took me
0: it took me two or three times before I noticed. Oh, they go to the grass patches. So, yeah. Uh,
1: there's also one or two segments of. Um, I Guess there's one segment. There's one segment of uh, like speed pulling where you're like on a train, and the the what you have to do is not. Um, is is like very obvious and clear immediately, but um you have to do it quickly as the train is approaching or else the train slows down and then you have to like wait for it to start up again um and that's kind of like a yeah. a fun cute interlude uh and there's another similar one with uh, with a truck but it's less um it's less like a bunch of screens where you have to do something instantaneously and it's it's more like the old man puzzles you're just in a vehicle.
0: Yeah. There's also the, um, there's, like, two or three screens where you have walls that you can't pass, and you have to break down the wall with, like, a a giant stone wheel. I guess it's, like, a mill, a mill wheel, because you see oh. them near, um, windmills. So I guess, I guess it's a mill wheel. Oh, um, and you have to Yeah, and you have to, like, uh, d- arrange the hills into steep enough slopes that the wheel... Rolls down them at a speed that can break down the wall
1: um there's also one or two sequences where you're on like little boats like a little ferry, and you have to actually physically pull the boat along the screen, yeah, so you know, as I say, like all little little tiny variations that uh that feel very much like pulling something in a pop up book yep and that's like. That's basically all the mechanics. It's it's enjoyable to do in that kind of, uh, you know, like, um, fun, like, b- baby batting at a plastic toy that reacts to it sort of way. Yeah. It's um, not yeah, like it. we haven't played games like that before. I mean, yeah. Botanicula works on basically the same sort of premise. So. It's just a little bit the interactions that come out of it are a little bit more complex.
2: I definitely mentioned Botanicola in my notes here.
1: Yeah,
0: I thought about. <laughs> and it's it.
2: like, like it in Botanicola every like interaction is way more like fun. It's fun to look for interactions.
1: Yeah, because here there must like,
2: like
0: more happen. Yeah,
2: very much like oh, a door opened up, and then it shut. Yeah.
0: Or you you click on someone and it just kind of zooms in on them and you get to see them a little more closely.
1: Yeah, you can, like, there's, yeah, there's a few, like, little kind of decorative interactions throughout the game where there's, like, two people playing chess and you can, like, click on, or playing cards, I think. And you can, like, click on each of them to make them play a card. Or there's, like, a a woman hanging out a window and gossiping and you can, like, click on the window to close it on her Uh, and little stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Again, reminiscent of nothing so much as like a child's pop-up book, where it's like, oh, and this thing is also fuzzy, and you can touch it.
0: Yeah, those are nice. <laughs> the, the the the
1: cat has
0: fuzzy fur. F- feel or, the fuzzy fur.
1: <laughs> yep. Or or like real plastic whiskers that you can <laughs> like, touch and play with.
0: Yeah, that and will Im- immediately get bent up.
1: Yeah, because there's little like, um, like telephone lines and if you just move your mouse over them you can like grab and tug them around. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very sweet that way. Yeah, it's... Yeah.
0: It... I don't know. It's like I'm struggling to really find anything bad or good to say about this game. Like it's just... It does what it sets out to do. It's not that interesting, but it's not like yeah. bad. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's very short, you know. I was going to say
1: it's less than an hour and a half long, uh, unless you get really yeah. stuck on some of the puzzles. Um, yeah. And it's I would say this is a great game for whoever the target audience is. <laughs> Maybe like a yeah. like a my first indie game sort of thing.
0: Yeah. It's just unfortunate that it came at a point where it's far too late to be anyone's first indie game, really.
1: I don't know if you're if you're like a young kid just getting into the indie game scene, maybe this is like a perfect game for you. yeah, maybe if you are at an age where you enjoy pop-up books, this is like exactly the pop-up pop-up book for you.
0: I don't know. I feel like maybe the themes would get lost on someone who is at the age where they are really into pop-up books, but
1: maybe not. I don't know maybe. Yeah, I, I I literally have no idea, like at what age a child could comprehend this narrative.
2: I mean, yeah. it's a it's an okay game, and it's really gorgeous, but it is mm-hmm. it's a bit uninteresting.
1: Yeah, especially uh, you know we having just come off of Mutazione, which uh, like has a very sort of complex and uh multi like multi-part narrative because you have so many different characters that each have their own like little dramas that interlock yeah it, um, so it's, it's it's a bit hard to compare
0: yeah and it, it's the difference between doing uh, a text-heavy game a text-heavy narrative game and a literally no text uh narrative game
1: it is true about this this is easy to localize because there's basically no text in the game
0: yeah, like the only te- text is just like street signs.
1: Yeah, and those are in French. So Yeah. Yeah. Um which, you know, is fine. Um it's still clear what's going on. You don't need those those signs to to make sense of anything. Yeah,
0: they're just decorative. Like they're they're just part of the scenery. So
1: Yeah. Uh I feel like there was one more thing I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it is. I did like there is a little bit of an interesting metaphorical sequence Right around the middle, where he, uh, like, where it gets into the flashbacks about his regret um, over, like, when he, you know, finally made his decision and left the first time. Uh, As sort of Kelso alluded to, you fall down a waterfall as you've been doing a bunch, and it looks like you're gonna land in kind of this shallow pond, Um, but instead you just, like, keep falling and falling through the water. Uh, And you end up, like, at the bottom of the ocean. And then you have to walk around the bottom of the ocean for a little bit. And it has this sort of, like, purgatory-like feel to it. uh, Where everything is, like, there's all these, like, wrecked boats. And there's, like, a locked, you know, cage where he keeps his, you know, like, guilt over his behavior. um, That you have to get to and unlock. And I think that's probably the most interesting sequence in the game.
0: Yeah. Both... I mean, visually, it's it's the the coolest looking part of the game, um, and it, it's it is the part where I feel like the really kind of the only part where I really feel like the the narrative and the gameplay feel like they are working together.
1: They support yeah. each other really well. Yeah. Yeah. That sequence is cool. I approve of that sequence. Yes. Um, wasn't there a sequence like that a little bit in *Burly Men at Sea*? I don't think it was used the same way narratively, but like, isn't there a sequence where you're wandering around on the ocean floor for a little bit? Yes. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. The, you like, meet like um, a
2: sea monster.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the really cool sea monster that I now have an art print at that I got at Pax. Nice. Or art art print of that I got at Pax. Um, can you guys huh. hear Huck's keyboard over my mic?
0: Only a tiny bit
1: <laughs> um sorry, uh yeah so that that sequence is very cool, and I like that sequence a lot uh mm. other than that, most of it is like so Sean played this game for play by play. Once, uh, like a while back, quite a few years ago, I think, at this point. Uh, and literally, that sequence at the bottom of the lake was the only thing I remembered about it. I like, I remembered what the narrative was overall, and I remembered there was a cool sequence towards the middle where you like end up at the bottom of the lake and it gets like weirdly metaphorical for a little bit. (laughs) And like, everything else is pretty forgettable, yes. Yep. Agreed. Again, it's not to say that it's bad, because it's gorgeous, and it's, like, clearly very well made, and a lot of thought and care went into it. It's just, like, it's just very small in scope. Yes. I would agree with that.
2: Also, can we stop using the metaphor of hiking as a way to like get over your past? <laughs>
1: uh, yes. As I think a way that. to as a way to get over what that cut out at the end for me. Oh,
2: the, like get over your past issues.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a good metaphor. <laughs> it's, Is a, it? it's a very it's a very useful. You know, you're you're going on a journey. You're putting literal distance between you and the thing. It's about like the forward passage of time and how inevitably we can only move forward. It's it's a serviceable metaphor. <laughs> There's a reason Maybe. it's used a lot. Um, I think uh, like Florence. They, that's one of the chapters. The chapter where you have to move on from the breakup, right? It's like you have to keep moving in order to uh, to like make. Yeah, the but that's like keep
2: moving metaphorically. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that wasn't a literal hike
1: yeah that's that's true. I guess like hiking is different from journeying generally, but like a hike is a difficult journey, and like a journey is a very potent metaphor um, i you know i I would see it ideally used in maybe slightly more complex ways than this, but it's not the metaphor itself is not inherently bad
0: i think i I think I liked uh the the hike as a metaphor for I don't know
1: like Focus self improvement
0: life? as as it is in a short hike yeah or no, more like good... connection to the self
1: See, although you will notice you will notice in in a short hike uh the hike is upward which I feel like is an important part of that metaphor that
0: is true in this one to... you are moving in many different directions.
1: Uh, you are just kind of moving across a landscape and like across various obstacles that are in oh, your way.
2: I think you're moving like up when things go good and down when things go bad in most of cases.
1: That's I think that's probably largely true. You're largely going up when when you're doing flashbacks associated with positive memories yeah. and down when you're doing flashbacks. Cuz you do cuz you would, like, the, like the the go down the memories...
2: waterfalls and you yeah. go down to the windmill. Yeah,
1: and, I, will, I will say one thing uh, that I, all of the uh, all of the uh, music gets dour and there's like a storm. And
0: yeah, the music is always very like, OK, now we're going to be very sad and contemplative uh, about about all the things that about how poorly we treated our family uh, <laughs> for a minute here is all very on the nose.
1: But sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you there Kelso.
0: Oh no, it was a sort of a tangent, um not really a tangent, but one thing that I uh that bothered me was the idea of using a hot air balloon as an actual method of conveyance to get from point A to point B because I don't think that's how hot air balloons uh, work. I think Maybe you just... if
1: you if you I... know what the prevailing wind currents are in the area,
0: <laughs> I mean work. it really seems un- too unreliable to be like, I need to go to another place. Let me get in this hot air balloon and and hope it works.
1: Well, also, so. like, this man did not do a lot of planning for this trip. He got this letter and he left. And yet, like, there's always, like, a train at the right time or, like, some, some uh, you know, like, someone to pick him up in a truck at the bus stop or whatever. Um, yeah. He's very, he very planned convenient. It.
0: Or maybe what they they compressed the time at the at the the bench points. Uh, so he maybe he was just waiting for a truck to come by for several days. Uh, and we just <laughs> didn't see
1: that. Um, and we do also see him like literally camping out too. Um, yeah, which like you're an old man. Don't like just randomly camp in the wilderness in a like broken down mill. like that's not in a storm. You're gonna get sick, dude.
0: Yeah, or, you know, he fell into a pond and was apparently very cold. Cold enough to build a fire, to, and then he's just dry. Okay, well, let's go. <laughs> okay. This old man... like a resilient we, old man. Yeah, very resilient. I guess that's what happens when you're an old, an I old also think sailor. I also
2: if he's going by, like, ship, by train, and by car, there should be easier ways to get to the place he wants to go.
1: Yeah, why couldn't he just go to the airport? I mean, it does seem like it's a very rural area he's passing through. Maybe there's no airport that's, like, close enough. I mean, there's...
2: there's,
0: There's gotta be, like, one guy who uses an airplane to, like, I don't know, put fertilizer on his farm, on his lavender field, or something. Like, there's gotta be some light aircraft that he can just charter for a short flight to somewhere, right? even out in the middle of nowhere
1: for the for the record, we understand that this is like nitpicking that is contrary to the narrative and tone of the game and we're not seriously suggesting uh, we obviously... we're just
0: we're worried about this old this old man's health
1: yes, basically <laughs> we're
0: trying to make it easier on him
1: yeah. yeah yeah. do you so do you guys feel bad for the old man, like after seeing his story? I don't I mean it had a
0: pretty positive ending like sure his his estranged wife died but he reconnected with his daughter so that's fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um I mean like leaving was a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um and or like you know if you if you know that you are well I guess they I guess she was pregnant. I was going to say like if you know that uh you're a roamer, and you can't you can't stand not being with the sea. Then, like maybe, don't get married to someone who doesn't love the sea. Also, yeah, uh, but I, I think, guess she was pregnant, so
0: yeah. I would also argue that I don't I don't think you necessarily would know you're a roamer until you are until it's too late.
1: Uh, that could be true. I mean, he was a sailor. Yeah, uh, he is a sailor who loves the sea too much. It's true. As you do, I guess.
0: Yeah,
2: as you do, I guess.
0: I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about this game. <laughs> I've
1: I've paused on the uh, the image of them arguing over the map, and uh, I love the illu- the flashback illustrations. They are they like communicate so much in a single still image, that yeah. uh, and again it's in the way that like. A child's picture book does where it's it's hard to do like picture book illustrations because there is a lot that you have to communicate through basically no words and uh you know just very evocative images like a single Mm -hmm. still image and they do a really good job yeah
0: i would i would i mean i would like buy the art book or an art book just like of whatever made by um you know the the illustrators who worked on this game like i feel like that would be more enjoyable to me than e- than even just playing the game just like i i bought an art book and now i can look at it whenever i feel like it there you go
1: that's fair yeah anyway I wonder if we could put together a um a compilation game of or a compilation list of games that are about Going on journeys to deal with some kind of like metaphorical coming of age and or trauma, uh, and or yeah. like life growth. Because I can think of like at least two or three that we've played on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, to I to some extent, like a, like Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, is basically that also. Yeah, um,
0: and Gris. Which we were talking about before we started recording. Bruce is absolutely one of those.
1: It's like a whole genre. Yeah. A short hike. Um, like most walking simulators, I was gonna say sort of, sort of. Dear Esther. Dear Esther. It's hard to understand like what exactly the narrative is that's even being told. Um, but, yeah. But uh, the um, the other one in that uh, Edith Finch a little bit. Um, although mm-hmm. the most of the gameplay actually happens in the memories and not in the actual journey part. Um, the journey is condensed to one house. Um, although, if, you've, if you limit it to journeys condensed to one house or a small space like that, also Gone Home and Tacoma both fit that. Yeah. Did we play Gone Home for this? I don't think we did. We, did not. we played yeah, Tacoma. We just
2: did Tacoma, yeah. And we but... talked
1: a little bit about Gone Home, I think, in the Tacoma episode. I'm just going um, through my list. I think botanicula counts for sure.
0: Does, does submerged count? I think submerged counts yeah, a little that's, bit. it's
1: more like exploring a single area, but yeah, it kind of does. Um yeah. It's a it's a whole I'm, I'm just
0: going
2: through the list.
1: It's a whole <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But some of, some of these do mo- much more literal things like botanicula they're not really going like contending with any, like, it, it, the journey is not a metaphor. The journey is just this tree is in trouble and we need to rescue it.
0: Yeah. Um. Which was also the one of the main things in Mutazione. The tree is in trouble and we have to save it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you don't really go on a journey in Mutazione. The Mutazione is literally about staying in one place. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, you do kind of go on, like, a spirit journey. Yeah,
1: uh, you go on a spirit journey and the main character is, like, out of her usual element, which is yeah. a big sort of part of it, but... Yeah.
2: Pearly um, men at sea.
1: Yeah, pearly men at sea is also like less metaphorical than it is just like an interesting way of doing recombinant narrative. Yeah, going on journeys, man. It's a it's a good, uh, like framework for a game.
0: Yeah, and. Oh, wait, before I before I do my masterful segue, are we? Do we think we're done talking about old man's journey? I
1: think we're done talking about. It. Okay, yeah.
0: well, speaking of going on journeys, uh, our our next game is also about basically doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be playing um, "Where the Water Tastes Like Wine," which is a game made by uh, Serenity Forge and Dim Bulb Games about walking around old timey Depression era United States and collecting stories from people you meet along the way
1: apologies to uh to any listeners who are like getting getting tired of uh <laughs> like our narrative game kick but we're on a narrative games kick yeah uh, deal with it yeah uh, if you don't like it go back and play creature in the well again <laughs> yeah we'll, <laughs> i don't know great.
0: yeah we'll we'll just commit to i don't know playing like half-life or something god
1: uh, don't commit me to playing Half okay please.
0: <laughs> I, sorry it was, the do, first, it was the first thing i thought of i think uh actually i think isn't isn't black mesa like actually completed now haven't they actually fit haven't they finished the um the Zen levels i feel like i was hearing about this they at some have point.
1: so little interest in in anything in that Maybe. franchise that's fair what about
2: the new um, half-life vr game
1: oh yeah has VR, let's be honest. I'm not getting VR just for half. But it's
2: a triple A VR.
0: We actually do have a VR headset and I've never used it because it's hooked up to my boyfriend's computer. Um and I regardless
1: regardless, we'll commit to playing something heavily mechanics based in the next one. Yeah. Yeah that's but first we're playing Where the water tastes like wine. Yeah. (laughs) Which (laughs) I Which is
0: definitely not half life.
1: I know literally I've just seen the cover art and I know it's won a lot of narrative-based awards and that is the sum total of my knowledge.
0: And uh, Sting is in it, I I guess.
1: (laughs) Oh, and it's, uh, it features a skeleton on the cover. Yeah. Which makes me think of uh, that combined with the title makes me think of the movie, uh, The Last Unicorn, because in The Last Unicorn, there's a skeleton who's like a, a he's like a magically animated skeleton guard who's like protecting this passage down to you know this area, and they have to get past him. And the way they get past him is um, he really he loved to drink wine when he was a person, um, but he can't uh, he can't drink anything anymore because he's a skeleton. Um, so they they give him a wineskin. And they just, like, magic it to make him think he's drinking wine. So he just remembers the taste of wine. So he's, like, drinking literally nothing out of this wineskin. And that's how they get past him. And they sort of half get past him. And then he realizes he's been tricked and sounds the alarm and they have to run. Well,
0: has he been tricked? That doesn't seem like he's been tricked at all. It seems like he's been given exactly what he needs.
1: It's possible that, like... Well, he's, st- he's still not supposed to let them pass. I think they actually okay. get him fake drunk on this fake wine and oh. he, like, falls asleep or something. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. I don't 100% remember.
0: That's fair. I actually have never seen it, so... Yeah, you so know, the fact know that, know that there's that a
1: skeleton do. on the cover and it has to do with wine makes me think of the wine skeleton from the the last Unicorn movie.
0: Oh, the wine skeleton. that That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wine skeleton.
0: Uh, it's just such a. I don't. I don't know what that even entails. To to become a wine skeleton. That doesn't. That means literally nothing. But the, just the combination of words is so evocative that I can't Her help heart to but long tells, for though. it. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: can be anything you want to be.
0: <laughs> well, time to get rid of all this skin and flesh that I have. I'm on my way, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. I mean, like literally, if you if you drink enough wine, eventually the skeleton part will take care of itself. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could be a wine skeleton. The last time I drank a lot of wine was a bad time. The next day, um, so I don't drink that much wine anymore.
1: Come, come, join us uh, for this game about a, apparently a different wine skeleton. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah.
0: We don't, this skeleton is not confirmed a wine skeleton, but maybe.
1: But we'll see. There's some kind of water that tastes like wine somehow involved in this game, presumably. Yes. Um, Unless the water that tastes like wine is a metaphor. Uh, I guess we'll see when we get there. It probably Um, is. And we're, so we're nominally, we're nominally playing this for the next two weeks, but it's like two weeks asterisk because this is a nearly 20 hour game. So almost certainly we're going to be playing it at least three weeks.
0: Yeah, uh, and I mean, if we're two weeks out, that puts us at the weekend before Christmas, and then the following week is the weekend before New Year's. So it it could be a month just because we're we're real into the thick of, uh, you know, holiday holiday times, for real. I mean, now for me, that... that
1: might actually mean I have more time to play games. That's true. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm not going anywhere for the whole, like, I I went, I, I traveled for Thanksgiving, not traveling for Christmas and New Year's, but that doesn't mean I don't, I might not have things going on around here. But still,
1: two I'm weeks. we ourselves open to the fact that, like, this could be a clusterfuck of scheduling, so, yes. um, yeah. you know, just keep your eyes on this space, and by this space I mean probably our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Kelso, where can they keep our their eyes on our Twitter? You can keep your
0: eyes on our Twitter, uh, predictably uh, on Twitter. That's where you find our Twitter account at Feedback Force, where uh, we will uh, we I using uh, pretending to be the royal we I guess uh, will tweet about the games that we play or are playing uh, and announcements and stuff.
1: Yeah, else that happen for the games that we play. Yeah.
0: And also, wish. if you uh, want to look at my Twitter, I don't know why you would, but that's at uh, Kelsa Timebomb. Not a whole lot going on there these days,
2: but you know,
1: yeah. Uh, you can follow either my personal Twitter uh, at Kyla underscore go, or you can follow uh, the Wintermore Tactics Club Twitter uh, at Wintermore TC. Uh, we have just delayed our launch. So we're probably launching actually like not February next year, but more like April next year, <laughs> as it currently stands. Um I mean, so as far find as far find as out delays... important information like our launch date via that Twitter.
0: Yeah, as far as delays go, a couple months ain't that bad. So I,
1: I mean, you know, we're we're working hard. We're trying to make it a good a good game that is polished and good. So nice yeah please uh, please be patient with us also uh you know we have an actual publisher now so those decisions are a little bit out of our hands yeah
0: oh what was i saying about how we're never gonna sell out and here you are with a publisher
1: Ugh. listen <laughs> listen it's amazing they have they have actual <laughs> dollars that they can use to advertise yeah. our product it's fantastic
0: look the the uh the teenage punk Kelso of the past is really against selling out but Current day, Kelso man, do what you gotta do to get that paper. <laughs> get paid. Get paid, man. I'm all about it. Anyway, Carl. Uh,
1: Carl. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can follow my Twitter at scug three. It's don't really use Twitter that much nowadays, though. That's
1: fine. And it's it's scug with two G's, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: People can just go to your to your Twitter account and just uh. Bask in the knowledge that you exist.
1: I somehow I I wasn't sure how that sentence was going to end, but I knew the next word was going to be bask. <laughs> I knew basking yeah. was going to be involved. Yeah. Um, that's look. That's what
0: you do. Right?
1: That's what you do on Twitter. You bask in the Twitter. um All right, we should go before this gets any <laughs> any more off the rails.
0: Yeah, we're we're all over the place, and uh, I'm not sorry. Sometimes these episodes just happen.
1: Yep, It's fine. Thanks for getting to the end. Thanks for being a loyal listener. I hope this episode, uh, slight improvement in recording quality, uh, was a worthwhile reward for your uh, multiple years of listenership, unless this is your first episode, in which case, God bless for for getting to the end of this episode.
0: Yeah you deserve a, a, a um some kind of accolade that uh you can you know what you can just make that yourself because i'm not going to do it for you but you know
1: i mean honestly come by one of our twitters and tell us that you listened to this episode and uh we will congratulate you on twitter yeah that's fair i, can I would do be you. happy I can, to I congratulate you via twitter
0: yeah that's a level of commitment that i feel comfortable with yeah <laughs>
1: All right, we'll uh, see you in probably yep. more than two weeks. Yep,
0: probably more than two weeks. Uh, probably happy holidays. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.